This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi, friends. Um, welcome into a tough Monday. It's a, it's a tough Monday, I think, for a lot of folks in the city of New Orleans, especially for those of us here um, on Airline Drive. And, and we say good morning from Studio B at the headquarters of the New Orleans Saints. I'm Sean Kelly, and this is a special edition of Black and Blue Report following a tragic loss this weekend, that of former Saints defensive end uh, Will Smith, husband, father, um, uh, philanthropist, Obviously, a, a, a beloved member of our community, um, gunned down to senseless, senselessly uh, late Saturday night, and the uh, ripple effects will be felt for some, some time. There's no doubt about that. But um, if I could just convey kind of the mood here on airline today, it's it's somber, and the flags are at half staff, and um, and none of it really makes sense. And I'm not so sure it should at this point. Um, maybe down the road, I don't know. Uh, all of us have a certain level of faith. All of us have a certain level of uh, dealing with and uh, um, trying to get our arms around something that's happened such as this. It's a personal thing. But today, uh, here on the Black and Blue Report, we're going to pay a little tribute to Will. We're going to remember Will and uh, also reflect on the events of this past weekend. And uh, and with that being said, uh, there is no greater priority for us in this organization Uh than Will's family, the uh, wife and children that he leaves behind. Uh, we certainly feel pain, but no way will we ever know pain like uh, they've experienced this weekend and will do so for quite some time. So uh, with that being said, I, I do want to point out that uh, John DeShazer uh, is going to join us here on this Monday to kind of lead things off. And and the reason for that, number one, John covered Will for a, you know a decade the two of them knew each other well, and 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 John, like he has done so many times before, um, spoken away through uh, his words on uh, I would say on print, but it's it's electronic these days. Uh, yesterday, in writing a column for NewOrleansSaints.com, that I would I would say is must read material right now. And so John will be with us today, and then certainly I wanted to learn more about Will. I wanted to honor Will um, by having one of his teammates on today, and that'll be Scott Shanley, who's been with us before, but certainly under n no heavy circumstance like the one we're going we're gonna to go through today. So uh, we're grateful for our guests, and uh, we'll hope to uh, celebrate, uh, mourn a little bit, more celebrate Will Smith uh, and, and the loss uh, over the weekend. And uh, certainly we hope that you uh, enjoy the conversation today in the uh, proper perspective that we uh, deliver it. On another note, real quick before we get to our first break, and, and John, um, Hokey guys, John is not well. Uh, Hokey is uh, now in intensive care as his uh, battle with cancer is, is, is taking a tough turn here. So uh, we also want to keep Hokey and his, families, uh, his family rather in our prayers as well on this Monday. So heavy stuff, I know, but uh, we'll use this forum here to kind of, you know, do it together. Let's do that. Ah, we just found out that Saints Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis will also be stopping by today. That's outstanding, and uh, we appreciate that. So, 
First up, John DeShazer, Scott Shanley, Mickey Loomis, all in remembrance of Will Smith today. It's the final home game of the season for your New Orleans Pelicans. So come out and celebrate our fantastic Fan Alley presented by Smoothie King. Monday, April 11th at 7 p.m. as your Pelicans take on the Chicago Bulls. Pelicans Fest starts at 5.30 with live music by the Chiwis. Interactive games and appearances by Pierre and the Pelicans dance team. The first 10,000 fans in attendance will receive a Pelicans team poster. Tickets start as low as $24, so call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. Summer is coming and Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating is ready to serve you. Keeps offers a 25-point precision AC tune-up for only $119. Get your AC ready for the real heat that's coming. And as always, call Keeps and we'll get you cool in three hours or less. Guaranteed. Keeps Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keeps. The magic of Voodoo Barbecue. It's people, passion, and pure enjoyment. Seasoned with Louisiana's best. It's a celebration every day. A fusion of Creole, Cajun, and Caribbean. It's the soul, the sound, the taste of barbecue New Orleans style. Voodoo Barbecue. Pass by your neighborhood Voodoo Barbecue today. As John DeShazer uh, sits down here in Studio B on this Monday, I want to say I've never worked with a more wise, more compassionate man than John DeShazer. So we're so uh, pleased that he's able to hop in here on this tough Monday for a lot of people uh, as we remember Will Smith today. And I hope that you've had a chance to read what John has written already about this tragedy on NewOrleansSaints.com. John is, is a, a man who's known you now quite well for the last four years you're at your finest professionally when when you have to speak in a way that you did yesterday um unfortunately those circumstances are as they are uh but when it comes to speaking to the community that's that's your finest and thanks that was pretty special yesterday well thank you um really hard day a hard topic and uh you know we see violence and we hear about it and I, I, I guess we do really kind of forget and push it in the background and push it aside and and then when it's somebody you know or somebody you've spoken to recently or somebody you've you know been around and then it really strikes home to how idiotic things can be uh, for Will Smith to lose his life and his wife to be shot twice and, and hopefully recovering and for three kids to lose their dad and a family to lose their brother or son or uncle or whatever relations it was uh, over what allegedly occurred is just baffling. It's it's stunning. It's you know it, it really stumps you and it makes you it makes you take stock. Uh, it it's hard to you know always put in the words and, and and notice what people are capable of doing. I mean. You know, again, sometimes you just—I don't—I don't know if you want to call it monstrous. I don't—I don't know the—I don't know the right words for it, to be honest with you. It's just hard when you when you see things like that happen, and it's like, why the—you know what—that that happened? How how in the world could that not have been avoided? 
And so, yeah, that that stung. That really stung. It to hear the news, and it was late Saturday night when I heard it. I mean, I was I was half asleep, and I was and I was like, this this can't be what I'm. Nah, that can't be right. And uh, for it to to be true, it was it was just beyond imaginable. Um, I, I you know I I don't have words for it. I it really it really struck me. And it, and it and it struck me in a in a really emotional way. Like I said, I, I knew I knew Will. I didn't know him, you know, brother like. But I mean, knowing him for from, you know, those eight, nine, ten years in the locker room and seeing him around town and seeing him at various events and those kinds of things. You feel like, you know, a guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when you get attached to people, you know, when they are involved in something like this, it it really shook. It shook me up some. I mean, it really shook me up some. And. You know, I don't carry it as a badge of honor saying, you know, not a lot of things shake me, but that that really shook me. I mean, this is a big, strong guy who, you know, obviously loves his family. And again, you just don't expect something like that to deteriorate into in, into that kind of situation. And it, 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 it took me. It got me. I think that, again, you're speaking for so many in our community because – when a player like Will Smith spends the amount of time that he does with this franchise, everybody feels like they know him. Yeah, he's, everybody it, feels he's like, family. I mean, yes. he's family. I mean, he's family in the community. He was here doing a doing a charitable event. I mean, he's you know you know him. I mean, if if you know if you ever spoke to Will in the locker room, Will was this kind of guy. I don't care what kind of storm was blowing through the locker room, he was the vo- voice of calm. I don't care. He never got too high. He never got too low. Um, there were seasons when Will Smith played with injuries that, you know, he shouldn't have, and people would just be dogging him. And he never got too high, and he never got too low. He was never a guy who said, well, the reason I'm playing this way is X, Y, or Z. He just played through, and he was a true professional day in, day out. You know, I don't care what time of year you saw him. He was always the same guy, always. So you felt like you knew him. I mean, now granted, you know, nobody goes home with these guys all the time, but you feel like you get a chance to know him because a lot of times we're around these guys just as much as anybody. Teammates and coaches around them first, and media might be around them as much as anybody second. And so, you know, again, you just feel like you know him. He he felt like a family member, and it again, it struck me deep. So there's a legacy. Um, the legacy of a player and a legacy of a man. Is, is Will Smith one of these rare – rare guys gals whatever that those two things merge more so than others i think so i think so i mean you know i'm not gonna pretend that you know will was perfect Uh, none of us are but he was as close to the guy he portrayed himself to be as anybody else um and you know a lot of guys you know you see them be one thing and be a totally different person or a totally different thing well he was not for, he was for the most part he was I, I did not find him to be that kind of guy I found him to be the guy that you saw every day the guy in the locker room was the same guy off the field he had the same temperament uh, he would smile the same he would joke the same uh, he carried himself the same way so you know you look for guys who are bedrocks uh, in a locker room you know that's you know there's a reason that his teammates voted him a captain a couple of years you know you know that that carries some weight in the locker room when your peers say we want this guy representing us we like the way he leads us when he talks we'll follow when what he does that's a good example 
I think it's, it says a lot about a locker room when they elect a guy, a team captain. Every now and again, you know, you can not have that work out so well, but he was one of the guys it worked out well with. In his prime as a player, um, that team that he was a captain of was a team that had depth of character. Um, and I don't mean depth of character. I do mean this. I do mean that, the, yes, they were a collectively a mature and professional bunch. But what I'm, what I'm getting at is with depth of character – there were lighter moments, too. Yeah. That group had some fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, because winning is always fun. But, <laughs> I mean, those guys could give it to each other as well as, as well as anybody, man. I mean, they had a lot of fun together, and they were, was, you was know. Was he on the front lines of that? Oh, he was on the front <laughs> lines of that. And, I mean, they were, you know, when you hear those guys say, you know, we're a true brotherhood, you know, it's not just the fact that, yeah, you, you, you gain a measure of football immortality, so to speak, by winning a Super Bowl together. But, I mean, you merge and you join and you get friendships and, and, and bonds that will never be broken. I mean, you see you know, what his former teammates had to say, you know, whether on Twitter or, or in interviews about how it struck them because, I mean, he was a guy who was their brother. And, I mean, yeah, he was on the front line of a lot of that stuff. Those guys had a lot of fun together. Some Somebody said earlier today, and I can't remember who because, as you just mentioned, we've heard from so many people. Um Hopefully some good comes from this. I don't know. I mean, what? Is good how good what? If if it leads to tighter gun laws or something. I mean, right now it's hard to see. Um, um, I believe. I like to believe. I'm I'm a a man of faith, and uh, so you know, always believe. You know, God has a plan for everything, and sometimes, you know. I think it's okay to question and say, okay, where's this leading? What do we draw out of this? Because I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it makes you grab your loved ones a little bit tighter. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the result. And that can be a good result. I mean, but to draw a positive out of something, you know, senseless is such an overused term. And yet I can't think of a more fitting one than senseless. I mean, this is just, and I, my goodness, I, I, I I just don't have words for it. It's, it's that kind of thing. So I, I don't know what good to draw out of it because, I mean, it's been, you know, basically a day and a half or so, and, and I'm still a little bit numb, and I think everybody is, and I can't imagine how numbing it is for the people who were closest to him. For me to have been, you know, I don't want to say six degrees of separation, but maybe four or five or three, but for everybody who's immediately in contact with him, I can't imagine how – how stunning and numbing and and jolting it has to be. Favorite Will Smith story encounter, you two? Well, I mean, seeing him after after he retired really was was a lot because he was, you know, he his guard was down a little bit more. And so, you know, I won't tell you how he critiqued, but he would critique. And, um, you know, he'd be critique you. Well, critique. Well, he critiqued the media from every now and then, but you know, <laughs> now he and I, because I'm perfect, he never had a problem with me. But, but no, every now and again, you know, he get on some media guys, but you know, him critiquing, like you know, you'd ask him, well, Will, what do you think about so and so and so on the field? And he'd give you some funny stuff, and he and he'd be right. And so, you know, I think one of the more humorous things uh, with him was the way he handled uh, the Junior Galette criticism. Uh, he pretty much he took the high road. Now he he got in a little dig. But he also took the high road in the process. But he tweeted out a little something like, you know, okay, well, why are you why are you coming after me, you know, and and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. you know, he was he was one of those guys. He was he was an understated guy. He was, you know, he was a perfect guy for this team. 
Um, you love the fact that he was an every down guy. You know, you didn't have to substitute, have to situationally substitute Will Smith. He played the run and the pass. You know, he did everything pretty well. And so, yeah, he 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 was a good guy, man. He was he was a great guy to have in the locker room. He's the type of guy that. You know, when the Saints say we want to get back to a certain culture in the locker room, they're talking about Will Smith. That's the kind of guy they want to get back in the locker room. No, that says a lot. That says everything about him as a player. Um, a young man from Utica, New York. Not the easiest upbringing, but boy, did he make the most of his opportunities, it felt like. Amen. He Amen. was a great guy. Great guy. John, thanks. Anytime. How much do you want to lose this year? 5, 10, 15 pounds? It's time to set your goal and go for it with the Smoothie King Change a Meal Challenge. Just change one meal a day with one of 20 delicious meal replacement smoothies, all under 400 calories per 20-ounce serving, and see how much you can lose. With flavors like pineapple mango, almond mocha, and more, it's easier than ever to reach for your goals. Take the Change a Meal Challenge, only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Weight loss is based on a low-calorie diet and exercise program. Consult your physician before beginning any diet program. Trust isn't something that's easily built over video screens or with long-distance calls. That's why at Whitney Bank, we make it a priority to be here for you with more local branches offering face-to-face service. Whitney customers leave with more than a transaction receipt in hand. We listen to your goals and have what it takes to help you achieve them. Drop by today and ask about our new relationship checking packages with built-in personal identity security features. Whitney Bank, here today, here when you need us, here to build a future with you. Your 2016-17 Pelican season tickets are on sale now. Be sure to lock yours in before April 13th to receive your limited edition Anthony Davis Mardi Gras uniform bobblehead. You'll also be entered into our parade of prizes where you'll have the chance to win autographed jerseys, trips with the team, and much more. As a Pelican season ticket holder, you'll enjoy many benefits, including access to exclusive team events and savings on concessions and merchandise. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. We're remembering Will Smith, honoring his legacy today, paying tribute uh, on today's Black and Blue Report. And I couldn't think of a better guy to, to talk about Will Smith and allow me to get to know Will a little more through a teammate's eyes and life. And that would be with Scott Shanley, who's kind enough to join us here on a tough Monday. Scott, I'm so sorry uh, for your loss. And uh, all of us here at uh, Airline Drive are just in a fog today. And I can't even imagine what the last say day and a half has been like for you your teammates and all the families involved yeah it's it's been a, a senseless tragedy that nobody ever wants to encounter and it's really just felt like a, a real a bad dream um since midnight the other night when i received a call and uh you never want to hear hear what you what, what i had to hear on the end of the phone and then to contact teammates and um it was it was very difficult all the way around and then staying up that night uh, obviously, you think about Will, you think about the first things you think about are his wife and his children waking up every day without him. And that, that is by far the toughest. I mean, we all have relationships with Will. Um, I had a great one. Glad to have been a part of his life and have him in my life. But when you think about what his wife and kids are going to go through, uh, that's what is, is always brings you back and makes it, the situation even harder. Let's talk about the, the toughest things first here. Um, tell me about the all-night phone calls that occurred with you and your teammates. Um, is there something that you can share about those contacts, those unfortunate phone calls, 
that would speak to what this man was all about? Well, the first call I received was just after midnight, and uh, I was in complete shock, disbelief. Um, at that point, I had already been told that Will had passed, and I didn't want to believe it. I just, I, I knew he'd been shot, and I wanted to believe that he was going to be okay. Um, but I knew I had to reach out to other teammates to see if they had heard anything. Um, since I was still in disbelief, the first guy I called was Jonathan Vilma, and uh, for me, when when I called Jonathan, I never call him that late in the night. He kind of answered the phone like, "Hey, what's up?" and uh, I asked him if he had heard anything about Will yet, and he said no. And as soon as he said no, my heart my heart just dropped because I knew I had to break the news to him, and and uh, that was one of the toughest things I've ever had to do. Have you had any word on uh, on Raquel and how she's doing? Um, I, I the only thing I've heard, um, I know she was in the hospital being treated, and I know Coach Payton and Nikki Loomis and Joe Vitt and a lot of the the staff had been at the hospital to offer support and be with her and uh, the family. So I know I know those who lived in New Orleans and were and are part of the organization were trying to do their part in, in comforting her and uh, being by her side. So that was the last I had heard um, as far as as far as where she was in the hospital and, and getting treated for her injuries. Scott, a lot of times you'll hear teams, uh, players, they'll talk about their culture in the locker room and, and, and a brotherhood uh, that is uh, especially found, I think, in football, maybe more so than a lot of other sports. Um, and, and at times it, it probably comes across as a little cliche or – Maybe it's overused. This uh, this team, uh, that team, I, I guess specifically, uh, that you all were the core of, uh, that sure speaks to the trueness of that phrase, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, and I think that's what made winning so fun, and, and I think it led to winning, is we all enjoyed being around each other every single day. It never felt like a grind. It never felt like when you woke up, man, i got to go see these guys. We enjoyed seeing each other. Um, Guys smiled at each other when they walked in the locker room, sat down, uh, could talk in the cafeteria, locker room, weight room, wherever it was. Guy, everybody just got along, and um, there were no rifts. There were no uh, uh, issues with people, and that truly made it made it great. And to win along with, with those guys made it very rewarding. And, and, you know, the last couple of years when you watch these Saints teams, you just want them to experience the same thing we, we experienced because – as I've been away from the game and, and other players that I play, played with have been away from the game, you truly realize that those relationships and those friendships grow stronger uh, when you're done playing football. Scott Chandler here with us. Hey, Scott, if, if somebody were to ask you what kind of a man was Will Smith, what would your answer be and, and why? Oh, wow. It would, be, it would be hard to not write a book about the type of, of man Will Smith was. When you think about um, – uh, when you think about obviously as a football player, he was he was everything you could have hoped for. First round draft pick, lived up to those expectations, was a cornerstone of that organization and franchise. Team captain year after year for good reason. When he spoke, everybody listened because Will wasn't a rah rah guy, but when he spoke, it came from the heart, and and we all knew he meant what he said, and it had feeling behind it. So, Will was one of the most respected players I've ever I've ever played with. Um, and, and it was a lot of fun. Like I said, as a football player, there's no question how great of a player he was and what he did for our teams. But it was the person, it was Will Smith, the person, not the football player, that I think uh, most people 
that played with him come away impressed with. Will, I mean, I, I tell people I was a small-town kid from Nebraska. I grew up on a farm uh, for most of my life, and Will was a proud New Yorker. And, heck, we, we could sit down and talk for hours about anything and everything. Will, Will had this way of getting along with everybody, no matter what their background was, no matter what their skin color was, no matter what their religion was. It didn't matter. And, and I think that quality made Will a special, a special person. Scott, when everyone gathers here shortly for a funeral, um, of course there are going to be a lot of tears, a lot of choking up, and a lot of hugs. But inevitably, um, there will be some laughter and some great stories. Um, what do you think you guys will have a laugh about and a smile when you uh, start kicking around Will Smith stories this week. Oh, as time goes on, we we definitely we have a lot of great memories of Will. And uh, the one thing you know, I say we sit down in the cafeteria or weight room or locker room, wherever it may be. We we enjoyed uh, giving each other a hard time and and joking and teasing and laughing with one another. And there's no question when it comes to Will. Uh, <laughs> What brings a smile to my face is when it comes to college football time, Will is into his Ohio State Buckeyes, and he would always get real sensitive when we would say anything about his Ohio State Buckeyes. So college football season was always real fun, and uh, I think that's going to be hard this college football season because a lot of those guys stayed in touch over the football season, uh, gave each other a hard time about our schools and our conferences, and those were always real fun conversations. But there's going to be pl- there's going to be a lot more stories that we can – we can look back and laugh about um, with Will than, than probably anybody I've ever played with. Scott, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something we're going to watch unfold here over the coming days, weeks, and months. But when you have a guy like Will Smith that is of a certain stature, and I'm not just talking about his physical stature because I could never get over how big he was when I'd be around him. Um, but when you have a guy like Will Smith and that kind of a stature, whether it be the relationship of husband, father, to family member, to friend, to teammate, it's going to layer on down to citizen of New Orleans or Saints fan at some point. And, and the attention that this tragedy is already gathering, um, I can't help but ask you, uh, just because I've known you a little bit and you always seem to have good perspective on this, is there a proper perspective? Is there some certain lens that a tragedy like this has to be looked through. Do you kind of go around know where I'm going with this? In terms of the violence in the city, um, is, is that where you're going overall, broad scope? Broad scope, yeah. Something, yeah. Because yeah. everybody's going to look at it from a different lens and a different layer, but there's there, there might be one common one, I guess, that threads it all together. Yeah, if anything, I hope it, it wakes people up um, because it doesn't matter where you live in or around New Orleans. Uh, everybody knows about the Saints. Everybody knows pretty much who plays on the Saints. And if this story can reduce the violent crimes, and especially the gun violence in New Orleans, which is year in and year out, always one of the highest, if not the highest, um, I'm hoping that some positive can be taken out of a, of a tragedy like this. Uh, you never want uh, a situation like this with a prominent name, a celebrity-type person to have to wake people up. But you sure hope it does, because if this doesn't, nothing will. And, uh, you know, violence is one of the reasons why a lot of guys don't end up making their home in New Orleans. And and I think when I say that, people who grow up and live there that have not experienced violence, personally, they get offended. But to me, New Orleans is always going to be a second home. I love it. I love going back. 
I had the opportunity to go back every weekend and work for Cox Sports Television. And every time I flew in, it was like flying back home. So it's always a home. But I knew with three young kids that I wanted to raise them in a place where they would be not be exposed so close to violence. Whether or not we lived close to to where it was happening, I just wanted to them to grow up in an area where violence wasn't as, as prevalent. So it's hard, and I hope it can be a wake-up call for the city, and uh, they can turn this this year in and year out situation where, where violent crimes start at a high and uh, start reducing them and, and uh, getting rid of them altogether. It may be worth our conversation with just that, but uh, I won't pretend, Scott, that I ask all the right questions or know everything. Um, so with that being said, uh, is there anything else that, that you would feel the need to add today um, as we kind of wrap things up? I think the one thing about it is, as I reflect, and I think about the times that I was able to experience with Will, I'm grateful for having known him. When I think about getting traded there in 2006, and at the time it was great for my career, I was going to become a starting linebacker and extend my career, little did I know that, that some of the most meaningful relationships I would ever make uh, happened over those seven years. And uh, Will Smith was definitely one of the biggest and brightest relationships that I made, and I'm grateful for having known him. And I find myself thinking and, and wishing that more people that didn't know Will could have got to know him because he was truly a special person and he's going to be missed. But somehow, some way, we should all try to do our part to make sure his uh, legacy lives on. Scott, thanks. I really appreciate it. Um, this means a lot for you to share it with us today. And uh, please know that you know we're all here and, and – uh, and anything that we can do for the family and, and you and your teammates, we will do that. And I, uh, I look forward to our next conversation under much better circumstances. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. And it's definitely tough to talk about, but I feel like the best way to, uh, to give Will the proper tribute is to let everyone know what type of person he was. And uh, like I said, even though it's tough to talk about, it's the right thing to do. So appreciate you having me on. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that, so we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Our conversation continues here on this Monday uh, regarding Will Smith. Uh, kind of an honor and a tribute. Um, there's some there's some mourning going on, uh, as understood, uh, by former teammate Scott Shanley and uh, John DeShazer. But we're we're uh, we just got a nice visit here in Studio B from Saints Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, uh, who I know is dealing with a ton here on this Monday, but. I'm glad you stopped by and wanted to share a little bit about about Will. And uh, first of all, my condolences for your loss, as a matter of fact. Yeah, uh, look, this is a, a loss for not just the organization, but uh, 
you know, for the entire city. You know, one thing about Will um, is, man, he loved New Orleans. And I remember, you know, a number of years ago, <laughs> he said to me, hey, I'm going to be living here the rest of my life. Um, you know, so he, he loved the city, loved being part of it, loved obviously being part of the Saints, and he's going to be missed. He left an impression on me. Do you remember your first impression, that first conversation you had with Will Smith? Well, I, I don't know that I remember the conversation. I do remember this, you know, 2004, um, you know, we went into that draft. I, we really weren't looking for a defensive end. You know, we had uh, Charles Grant and Darren Howard, who were two good players for us. And uh, I, I think we, we we were picking um, about 18th, 19th, somewhere in that vicinity. And we had Will graded really high. And, and uh, man, when it came time to make our pick, we just we just couldn't pass him up. And, you know, he epitomizes all the things that we're looking for even today. Um, character, uh, intelligence. He was a productive player, tough, had a had a had an edge to him in a good way, and um, man, it was a good pick. Um, it was a good pick, even though at the beginning of that day we weren't thinking about taking a, a defensive end and, and weren't thinking about taking Will, but it was one of our one of our better picks. And and uh, you know, think about Will in his entire time here. I just. I just, you know, he always, it seemed like he always made the right decision. He always did the right thing. And, um, I mean, he was a leader for our team for a long time, big part of of um, the reason we had some success and have had, have had some success. And, uh, man, he's going to be missed. John DeShazer just said earlier in the show, he said, you know, you remember when Mickey and Sean here were talking about a year ago about getting the culture of the locker room back to where it was. He said, it's Will Smith. They, they want Will Smith, you know, that kind of a locker room again. Was he, was he right? Is that what you're speaking yeah, to? Yeah, absolutely. He was yeah. right. And, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, Will's nature was, was uh, such that he just took care of things without being asked. Um, and, and he, you know, he did it, you know, without, without it, uh, you know, being up front. And so, look, we take what happens is you take that for granted. You take that kind of leadership um, for granted. And, and um, yeah, we are looking for that. Absolutely, we're yeah. looking for that. I'm sure over the years, when we're talking about the sheer number of players that have come through your program, whether it's here in New Orleans or elsewhere up in Seattle, it would be, I, I think it would be hard to say that you have a personal relationship beyond football with everyone. If you do, you are the greatest general manager <laughs> ever. Um, but certain guys stick with you. I, Will strikes me as one of those guys when I continue to hear the stories now over the last 24 hours. Yeah, that that's, um, I think that's fair to say. Look, I'd like to have, a, a, um, you know, particularly post-playing career, you really, it's really tough to have a personal relationship with players during their career. Um but look, Will's just one of these guys that I think we had a vision for eventually being part of our organization again, um, because you value those intangible traits that he have that he had, um, and you want that to be part of not just the locker room, but part of yeah, uh, the organization as a whole. And so, um, yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't even know how to de how to describe that. This is a uh, um, but what you, what you're saying is accurate. Listen, he he he's just one of those guys that that um, 
you envision having a, a, a lifelong relationship with. And uh, again, you know, we would have wanted to uh, have him be part of our organization for uh, in, in, a, in a bigger capacity. Yes, would be a, a Hall of Famer for sure. Um, was so already. Right. Um, look, let me ask you this. Cause I asked Scott this too. Can you remember a time when Will made you laugh out loud or jump out of your seat? Well, yeah, no, not too many times because <laughs> uh, you know one thing about Will, especially you know in 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 the relationship that he had with me as general manager and him as a player is, man, he was all business. He, you know when he when he when he came in the building, um, in terms of playing football and being part of a winning program, he was he was all business, uh, and that's. You know, and I'm I'm saying that in a good way. And look, I know that that uh, um, look, he 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 had a great wit. He was smart. I'm sure he made the guys laugh at times, and and could could uh, not take himself that seriously at times. But in terms of my view as general manager, one thing one of the things that I really appreciated is that man Will was a a, a pro's pro and a man's man, mm-hmm. and um, that's something that we value. I was trying to convey earlier the kind of the mood in the building. Um, I have not been down the hall yet to see Mr. and Mrs. Benson, nor have I seen Coach Payton uh, today. Is there any way you can share, you know, how they're doing today? Well, I, I wouldn't say it's great. Um, look, this has hit all of us really hard. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, that's difficult to deal with. We Obviously, we won't, we'll, you know, we've got to get our arms wrapped around that. But our concern is for uh, Will's wife, Raquel, there is children, um, his family, and and um, you know his teammates that that he had when when uh, when he was here, and and the people that he had a relationship with, but it is it's been a tough weekend, and uh, you know we'll get through it, but but we're gonna have a grieving process here that that we're going to have to get through. Have you heard from Raquel? Is she doing okay? Uh, I haven't myself. I know that, uh, um, you know, we're monitoring how, how she's doing medically, but but listen, this is going to be tough, and, mm-hmm. and we're going to be there to help her. You're a leader in this building, um, so I'll ask, uh, not only as an employee, but also a member of our culture, um, how best do we honor him further, and and how best do we go about the days that lie ahead? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know the answer to that yet. I think that, um, you know, one of the things that, that we've talked about is, hey, how how can we turn something about this into a positive? I don't know what the answer to that is. I do know this, is that, look, we need to honor Will. Um, we will honor Will and, and what he's meant to not just um, the New Orleans Saints, but, but the city of New Orleans. Um but we gotta have to also keep in mind he's got three children, and um, we gotta make sure that his legacy um, and memory stay alive. All right, Mickey, thanks. I appreciate it. I know none of this is is easy or pleasant or the circumstances that I ever want to visit with you again. But um, it takes a leader, and I appreciate it to come down here and and share with us today. Because I, I think some conversations good, <laughs> uh, as I chuckle almost out of awkwardness, but. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Listen, I think uh, um, you know it, it is good to talk about Will because he was such a good and, and great part of the New Orleans Saints uh, organization, and um, it's all part of the grieving process. And we'll get through this. Um, 
but his memory will stay alive uh, in our building, I think in this city for a long, long time. These conversations are going to continue um, all throughout this building, all throughout the city, all across the NFL, really, um, today and the coming days, for years to come. And the conversations will change, um, and they'll grow, and and they'll become more enjoyable. <laughs> uh, today was difficult, I think, for many. And um, it means a lot that Mickey and uh, Scott and John were all able to help all of us today in a public forum. So there. Um, our condolences again to uh, the Smith family uh, and to all of you, because in each your own particular way may have some kind of a loss, or you may have a loss that we don't even know about, and it needs attention too. And we're thinking about you. And uh, also, uh, before we leave you one more time, please keep the Gaijan family in your prayers as well. Daniel Salerson's our producer here in Studio B. I want to thank him for helping us uh, put together today's show. Uh, and we'll uh, be back with you tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, be sure and check out NewOrleansSaints.com uh, for ongoing news and information, tributes for Will Smith. And uh, I'll look forward to uh, a new day tomorrow, as I know you will too. Take care, everybody, and uh, we love you. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the podcast for you, Saints and Pelicans fans.